Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. church when it comes to conflict it's not about if it will happen but only about when it will happen and most importantly it's about how we handle it when it happens in any given relationship between people or groups of people there will inevitably be times of disagreement and these times should not be ignored or glossed over they can be fruitful times times of growth and maturity if we're willing and so rather than try to avoid conflict at all costs, we can embrace it lovingly and graciously and use it as opportunities for things to get better in our relationships. We see our first real conflict of the early church in today's verses. Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 says, In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered together all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Thus far in the book of Acts, the church has been enjoying a beautiful unity, where several times in the biblical text it's commented on how well the early church got along with one another. But here we see a conflict arise, and again, it was inevitable. It reminds us that in spite of our ideals and our goals, that the church is also thoroughly human as well. And whenever humans get together in any context, there will be times of disagreement. We should not be surprised or disheartened, but we should view such times as a chance for us to learn from others, to stretch ourselves, and to grow in the area of love and serving one another. In this particular conflict, the Hellenist Jews and the Hebraic Jews are in disagreement in the church. The word Hellenist means, paraphrased, Greekified, which isn't a real word, but it gets the idea across. The Greek Empire at one point had dominated the civilized world, and as many Jewish people were scattered amongst Greek territories, they began to take on Greek language and Greek customs, even as they kept their Jewish identity and faith. Hellenized Jews were Greekified Jews, who were viewed as sellouts by the Hebraic Jews, who had kept the Hebrew language and kept the Hebrew customs. Even though they were all united in Christ, some of these differences and tensions have obviously boiled over, with the Greek Jews feeling like they're being treated as less than by the Hebraic Jews when it comes to taking care of the needy among them. Up until this point, it sounds like the apostles have essentially been running all of the affairs of the church handling not just the preaching and teaching, but also the money and the administration as well. This conflict shows the weakness of this model, and a decision gets made to delegate responsibilities to others, and to begin to divide the ministry along the lines of gifts and abilities, rather than the apostles trying to do all of it. 
This will be a theme in the New Testament, and a very large departure from the Old Testament model that everyone was used to, where the professional priests really did everything, and where the average person did nothing in ministry. The Holy Spirit has come to empower all believers, makes everybody a ministering priest, and we see that begin to unfold in these verses. For you to mull over today, where do you fit in with your own community of faith? Where are you serving with your gifts and your abilities? If it's somewhere, take some time to pray for your ministry there. And if it's nowhere, what step can you take towards serving your brothers and sisters even as they are serving you in your community of faith?